0: Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. My name is Ian McLaren, and I'm your host as always. Uh, Today is Monday, January 27th, and David Pasternak is your all-star MVP. We'll get into that in a moment, as well as a little preview of what's to come for this team in the uh, next few days weeks, and uh, also some news and notes from around the NHL, as we always do every day. Uh, Again, this is the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. You can find us on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. Uh, You can find me at Ian C. McLaren. The podcast is available wherever you can find podcasts, whether it be Apple, although there was a brief um, interruption last week where the latest Two prior to this episode didn't show up until Saturday. So I apologize for that. And that seems to have been fixed up. Um, you can also find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google play, uh, pocket casts. Uh, the megaphone link that I share every day as well is a great place to find the podcast and all uh, the links to your favorite podcast apps. With all that said. Uh, Let's get to the biggest news of the day in Bruins land, and that would be our boy David Pasternak uh, scoring four goals, recording another two assists across two games during the 2020 NHL All-Star 3-on-3 competition to be named uh, the weekend's MVP. Uh, The Atlantic, however, did lose to the Pacific in the All-Star game final. Um, So Pasternak said, you know, we had a good start. It was fun. Unfortunately, we came to, on the losing end, obviously wanted to win. Congratulations to the opponent. Definitely a little painful. Probably painful in the respect that the winning team received a $1 million prize. Um, So, didn't win the tournament, didn't get that prize. But again, he was named uh, MVP. He had a hat-trick in the first game. uh, Scored another goal in the second. Uh, One was in an empty net, three were scored on the backhand, I believe uh, with some pretty nifty moves on his part, uh, not kind of the uh, slappers or uh, blistering wrist shots that we're used to from him or finesse moves, as you kind of see in an all-star game setting um, pastor neck, you know, acknowledge that usually uh, the MVP comes from the winning team. But in this case, uh, he said, if I was voted in by the fans, I appreciate the love probably wasn't any fans from inside the building, but whoever voted, I appreciate the love. Uh, He had 36% of the MVP vote, beating out Matthew Kachuk, Leon Dreisaitl, and Anthony Duclair. Um, He becomes just the fourth Bruin in NHL history to win All-Star Game MVP, joining Bobby Orr in 1972, Ray Bork in 1996, and Bill Guerin in 2001. It's a huge honor, especially in an organization like the Bruins. Pasternak said, "Ray actually already texted me. It's unbelievable. Um, if you think about the current core of the Bruins and kind of projected to the future, you'd think that Pasternak has the best chance of becoming kind of the next great Bruin. Um, you know, he he's on track to possibly win the Richard Trophy this year. He's in the Hart Trophy conversation, as per the Professional Hockey Writers Association's mid-season awards. He came in third on that." Um, Bruce Cassidy, who was the coach of the Atlantic Division team, he said, Pasternak is our MVP a lot of nights too. I'm used to seeing him go to work. I'm happy for him, good for him. I'm sure he had a great time, got to play with some great players, scored a few goals. Too bad we came up a little short. Again, in in the end, people will remember probably the MVP more than who actually won, especially with this format, not kind of your typical East-West or whatever it used to be, North America versus the world. Um, so yeah, it was it was fun to watch uh, Pasternak do his thing. It's nice to see him get some uh, recognition on a major stage like that. Um, and more and more people are starting to see just how special this kid is, um, how great of a player he is, whether or not you like the Bruins or not. It's hard not to like David Pasternak, it's um, hard not to uh, just appreciate the energy that he brings to the game, appreciate his uh, attire, his his smiles, and of course just how he plays the game um, and how much he appreciates being part of uh, the NHL and being um, part of the Boston Bruins organization. Uh, to that end, he said it was a fun weekend, but I'm excited to get back with our boys. Got a couple days to rest up and get ready for the second half of the season. Um, you know, the Bruins certainly have relied on Pasternak here through 51 games. He is the NHL's leading goal scorer. He's a huge reason why, uh, this team is, um, you know, near the top of the NHL standings. Um, NHL.com. They said that he is the Bruins uh, MVP, Um, you know, and that's certainly not uh, in doubt at this point in the season. Uh, So congratulations to David Pasternak. Uh, We're very proud of uh, what he did at the uh, all-star game. Nice for him to get that MVP honor in St. Louis and, uh, yeah, we look forward to him coming back to Boston and continuing to do his thing, make a push for some major hardware with the Richard Trophy and hopefully more uh, come playoff time as well in the form of uh, Stanley Cup, perhaps a con as well. But we're getting a bit of ahead of ourselves there. Uh, with that said, let's take a look now at kind of what we can expect for the Bruins uh, here in the unofficial second half of the season. The Bruins will be back in action on Friday night in Winnipeg. Uh, The Bruins uh, had the all-star break and they're now on their bye week. So these five days off Um, and then, yeah, they'll be back in action in Winnipeg on Saturday and then they will be right back at it on Sunday with a game against Minnesota uh, at um, yeah, at the wild uh, before returning home to play Vancouver And Chicago on back-to-back nights, Vancouver at home, Chicago um, in Chicago. Actually, they have three sets of back-to-backs right out of the gate uh, after the break and then uh, two more towards the end of the month. So it's going to be a busy month for this team. Uh, Hopefully, they're getting good rest and they'll be ready for those back-to-back situations coming up, five of them, within the next uh, few weeks. Uh, Having said that, I mentioned... NHL.com mentioned um, David Pasternak as the team's MVP. The unsung hero is Jaroslav uh, Halak. He has a record of 12-6-6 with a nine eighteen save percentage, three shutouts. Um, he played a little up and down in the three games prior to the break with Tuka Rask out. Um, ideally, Rask will be ready to play against Winnipeg on the 31st and Ra- uh, Halak will step back to the... Um, kind of supporting role that he's used to. Um, you know, It's uh, we've said it a thousand times on the podcast that it's a luxury for the Bruins to have these two uh, high-end goalies uh, to rely on. And if Halak can continue to play strong and give Rask some rest in advance of the playoff push, uh, that would be much appreciated. Um, a player to watch will be Charlie McAvoy. Uh, we all know that he has yet to score a goal. Uh, he has 17 assists in 48 games, leads the Bruins in ice time with 23 minutes and 14 seconds a night. Uh, he's developed into an important player for this team at both ends of the ice, a number one defenseman, uh, to be sure. Um, you know, Kevin Paul DuPont pointed out that um, he is the only player to lead his respective team in ice time among defensemen that has yet to score a goal. Uh, Not as many of those guys carry the defensive weight that he does. Uh, We know that Zdeno Chara isn't what he used to be, can't get back. And so McAvoy is really uh, expending a lot of energy getting up and down the ice. Um, You know, as long as he keeps getting the puck on net, eventually it's going to go in and he's going to get those goals. And so a big second half for him uh, some uptick in his shooting percentage from zero. It can't go anywhere down, obviously. Uh, so if he continues to get, uh, pucks on net, uh, it will eventually go in. That's just how percentages work. And, uh, he could be a big factor for the Bruins down the stretch and into the playoffs. Uh, one of the big question marks for this team is David Backus. He was assigned to Providence of the American hockey league after clearing waivers. Uh, He has yet to decide whether or not he will um, report to the Providence Bruins, uh, whether he will request a trade um, or whether he will, um, yeah, just uh, walk away from that deal altogether. Elliot Friedman said he's not likely to retire, but if he refuses to report, then um, that would kind of... uh, basically end the relationship between Bacchus and the Bruins. Um, That would be ideal, obviously, from a Bruins perspective, but, um, you know, whatever he chooses to do is certainly within his rights. And um, I, uh, yeah, we'll be definitely keeping a close eye on that. Um, In terms of where they stand, the Bruins, of course, are first in the Atlantic, but the Tampa Bay Lightning are Uh, coming up pretty hot and heavy on their tails. Uh, I believe they're eight points back, but they have three games in hand, Um, meaning uh, the Lightning will have a very busy second half of the season uh, to make up not only, yeah, try to make up those points, but just in the fact that they have all those games uh, to play as well. Um, So the Bruins will be in tough to hold on to first place, but they're well-positioned. Uh, Hopefully they've gone through their swoon here through December into early January and they're starting to find their groove. Obviously there will be some changes made to the roster. I don't think anybody uh, will pretend that this is the uh, team that Don Sweeney and Bruce Cassidy will take into the playoffs. I believe uh, Danton Heinen could be on the block as a player on the roster that could be flipped to upgrade at the wing position uh, there's certainly some picks and prospects that could be in play as well. The Bruins do own uh, their first round pick uh, this season, so that could certainly be in play. Uh, the, uh, they have their second and third as well. They do not have a fourth, as it was sent uh, to the Devils last season as part of the Marcus Johansson trade, uh, but they do have a full arsenal of picks. Otherwise, and um, some intriguing prospects that might pique other teams' interests. And, uh, yeah, again, I would expect Don Sweeney will be um, active prior to the deadline. But for the next few days, this team will be off. So keep an eye on uh, Instagram to see what they're up to. I know uh, McAvoy posted a Insta story of himself, and I think it was Grizzlick, DeBrusque, Bjork probably missing a couple, but it seemed like they were having a good time. And uh, hopefully, yeah, everybody gets the rest that they need to come back and start strong in Winnipeg and uh, in Minnesota this coming weekend. Uh, here on the podcast, we'll still definitely be uh, recording every day, coming at you with um, some Bruins news and uh, news from around the league. Uh, mailbag, hopefully some guests as well. So do stay tuned to the podcast throughout the week. Those of you who have been listening to the podcast for quite some time will have heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. You may not know that Locked On Bruins is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Bruins fans, just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listeners, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Bruins fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put our company right here on this Locked On podcast. Lock- local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve locked-on advertising success. Again, that's advertising to 33777 or visit locked slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. As we do every day, let's take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. Uh, All eyes were, of course, on the uh, Ulster game on Saturday night. Um... Not really much else going on. A lot of people were talking about how we could improve the All-Star game. My suggestion was NHL versus KHL All-Stars. I think that would be uh, pretty entertaining, but um, probably logistically not possible. And I don't know if there'd be an appetite for either league to uh, do that, but I do think it would be pretty exciting anyways. Um, The Maple Leafs recalled Jake Muzzin from a conditioning stint. With the Toronto Marlies. It looks like uh, he'll be back in action with the team on Monday. That's a big um, player back for them. We all know they're without Morgan Riley for the foreseeable future. So to get some stability um, back on the blue line is big for them as they are currently outside the playoff picture, which you really just hate to see. Um, rumors. Uh, there's. Word from Philadelphia, this is from Sam Carcitti, Affiliate.com, that Shane Gossis, Bear and or a draft pick might be floated prior to the de- trade deadline to pick up some other offensive pieces. He's currently out with uh, a knee injury due to return by January 31st, and um, I think his name has come up a lot with respect to the Montreal Canadiens, but that died out when they picked up Marco Scandella. Obviously, he would be a big... Um, yeah, name out there and someone that uh, many teams would like to pick up. He has a pretty team-friendly uh, contract of four point five million. Um, you know, if God forbid, uh, Tori Krug decides to leave, he'd be a great addition for the Bruins to kind of fill that hole. But um, yeah, he's a big name out there. Bruce Garriock on the Ottawa Sun. He links the Bruins again with Chris Kreider. Uh, Ranger is still kind of playing both sides of the fence. Aren't sure whether they'll try to re-sign him or make him available on the trade market. Uh, he Gary believes the Bruins would be very big on the Crider front if and when he is made available. No surprise there. That's been out there for quite a while. I mentioned Backus earlier. There's um Reports from league executives who say the Anaheim Ducks are engaging in a full rebuild and are open to just about any possibility at the trade deadline. That includes exchanging bad contracts for prospects and picks. Um, So, you know, if David Backus is willing to move to California, it's possible that the Ducks will be willing to pick up some of, if not all, of his contract. Uh, The Bruins would have to sweeten the pot a little bit um, and maybe uh, get something in return. Uh, Andre Kash would be a, an amazing pickup for the Bruins. Um, uh, that would be, yeah, uh, a really good pickup if, if possible, but uh, we'll have to see again. All of this is kind of um, conjecture at this point, and we don't know exactly what's going to, to take place, but um, definitely keep an eye out for updates. I'll be, uh, retweeting anything that happens immediately on um, on the podcast Twitter feed at LO underscore Boston Bruins. If there is a major landscape changing trade uh, in Bruins land, I will uh, record an emergency podcast if and when that happens. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the biggest news in the sports world uh, right now. Uh, as I'm recording, um, it's, it's out there now that uh, former... Los Angeles Lakers, great. Kobe Bryant has perished in a helicopter crash along with his 13-year-old daughter and another uh, parent and child. They were on their way to a youth basketball game uh, in which uh, Bryant's daughter, Gianna, was going to be playing. Um, You know, Kobe Bryant has a complicated legacy, as we all know. Um, One of the best basketball players to ever play the game. And obviously... Uh, with some troubles off the court as well. I said on Twitter, it's okay to have complicated feelings. I certainly do. Uh, but, uh, can't deny that he was one of the greatest athletes of our time. And that whenever, you know, a father, a parent, a child, a sister, you know, is taken in this way, uh, it's truly heartbreaking. And I send my, uh, prayers to uh, Vanessa Bryant, uh, the three Daughters, um, and you know, to anyone who is close to Kobe or affected uh, by him, impacted by his legacy on the court. Again, it's it's okay to feel conflicted about it uh, with his uh, history off the court, and um, you know, however, you need to deal with this, you know, whatever end of the spectrum you're on uh, totally respectable and um, just take care of yourselves as we just kind of wade through 2020 together and all the things that are going on in our world. Hopefully this podcast, Boston Bruins hockey can help us take our mind off things for a little bit. And um, yeah, just keep uh, Vanessa and the three daughters in your thoughts and prayers. I, I will be doing that uh, myself and um, you know, there's just no words to express uh, this kind of tragedy, um, and, uh, yeah, just, uh, positive advice to anybody who's struggling. And, um, as we get closer to bell, let's talk day this week, I just encourage you to, to take care of yourselves and, and to talk to, uh, anyone who is, um, struggling out there that, you know, is in your life, or if you're struggling to, to reach out and, um, and talk to someone, um. Uh, so, yeah, that's it for today's podcast. I hope everyone had a great weekend and I will be back um, with another episode tomorrow. Um, enjoy the bye week. Try to stay busy and try to get outside, maybe. Um, and if you need to get a hold of me, you can reach me at Ian C. McLaren at l o underscore Boston Bruins or locked on Boston Bruins at gmail.com. This is the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.